babies. Help if I turn my camera on. Thank you, Irene. <laughs> oh, lunch bill's great. Uh, boys, why do you say we start the show? Sounds great. Looks like an extra simple-minded sports show today. We got Billy vacation already half in the bag and uh, raised slower than usual. It feels like. Oh, it is early. I just cracked over my first beer. Nah, there you go. It's not. It's not loose enough yet. Well, well allow me to get it going with opening. Takes. Uh, we know Irene is. <laughs> I don't even know if Bill has an opening. Lamb. <laughs> out. Uh, here's my b- opening take. Bill Belichick had never lost his fastball. Uh, everyone wanted to crumble down. America loves to uh, build people up. What they love more is to tear people down. That was their opportunity last year for Bill Belichick and the Patriots. However, now that the Patriots are first in the AFC East, third in the AFC Conference, and look like a team to be reckoned with, just one year removed from Tom Brady leaving uh I look at last season and say it was a fucking miracle they didn't lose every single game with the rosters. Seven they had, wins. And I give it all the credit to Bill Belichick and anyone said that he was dead or was losing his touch. Uh, I think he's proving now that that is not the case. Nay, nay. Um, his GM duty might have fucked him a little bit for the last couple of years, but he knew that what he wanted to do. He knew the team he wanted. We saw it in 2018 when, they, again, they won the Super Bowl three years ago for everyone saying that Belichick lost his fastball. So uh, I don't think he did. I think he's still humming him in there at 98. I want to kind of piggyback off yours. Um, My take is Bill Belichick, the GM deserves some um, credit here. You know, again, kind of back up what you're saying where he's been shit on a couple bad drafts, some bad free agent signings. And a lot of it was linked to last year where you're kind of seeing basically what the Bruins did which is get bargain basement guys just to kind of fill roster needs and, and get to this year. Then you're looking at the draft with Barmore, Mac Jones, Stevenson, and then obviously Judon, Gotchow, even say what you want. Jalen Mills is playing a big major role out of position, no fault of his own, but he's stepping up to play a major role. But Bill is the GM kind of, t- you know, I, I you great is a plus B, uh, you know, I mean, uh, B plus a minus role, just the GM role, which is we haven't seen in the last couple of years. And a lot of that was masked by Tom Brady, but now Brady's gone GM this, this past year was, is spot on. I mean, shaping he's hit. Be one of, it's shaping up to be one of his best and Duggar uh, going back to last year too. In the draft. I mean, probably going back to that. Oh, one off season where he brought all the, uh, all of his veterans mm-hmm. in, honestly. 23 new guys, I think it was total. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Judon might be the best. He honestly might be the best free agent. Best that. signing ever. Cause I've yeah. been thinking of that, but I, I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to jinx it that it's too early. But fair enough. I mean, Stefan Gilmore might be the, well, if we can go Rodney Harrison, maybe uh, we can certainly go through that on another day. But Raymond, why don't I, uh, why don't I throw the opening take over to you uh, if you feel like switching it up at all? No, no, no. I want to piggyback off uh, both of your takes. Uh, so if you've been a lifelong listener for us over the past year and a half, you would know that we did a 16-month calendar of Billy, all the Billy characters. Uh, lo and behold, we have found the worst one of all. Uh, it's a mashup between the Queen and Billy Badwords. It is Billy Vacation, the most insufferable cunt I've ever met in my entire life, the absolute worst character of all. Billy vacation. And for the next three shows, listeners, you get to experience what we've been experiencing since last Friday is just a ball full of cunt and is my way or the highway off with your fucking heads. You're just so easy to get under your skin. It's like, what? I don't give a fuck. No, you are as pretty terrible. As, and as I just, you, uh, half, uh, I swear I to God, it's... 90% of the time is because I know it makes Ray annoyed. So I'm like, well, fuck this. Or, or <laughs> you annoyed me, Rich. If I know I'm annoying you guys, I go in extra heavy. <laughs> I know it's all that, well, hence the, uh, the, I think Ray threw down two or three, three C's in that little tirade. Um, I think it's vacation bill. It's, it's short and it's not Billy vacation because there's no playfulness here. He's just a full on <laughs> asshole. <laughs> vacation I'm on vacation for work all right <laughs> i like how you preference it from work like what else would you be on vacation from sucking dick uh well we'll be touching on that a little bit uh the show breakdown will clearly uh, never we'll, we'll never get... on vacation from sucking dick <laughs> we will be touching on the patriots falcons game last thursday that uh 
uh, ridiculous performance of football by the Falcons. Uh, are the Patriots best team in the AFC? Look at that a little bit. The Celtics are winning. Their Celtics are winning basketball games. Jalen Brown back tonight the as we record. Ruins are not really winning uh, games, especially. Fired on, Sweeney. Especially going up against their old goalies that they should have kept. They're getting shut out. Uh, that's the show today. Welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show, Fat Tuesday edition, November 23rd. Uh, this will be our last recording before Thanksgiving. So a happy Thanksgiving to you all, except for Kyrie Irving. Welcome to the show. That's Mara's show. The last recording, you fuck. I don't want to say happy Thanksgiving. We're going to record three times tonight. Oh, fine. You can say happy Thanksgiving next show. Okay, thank you. None of Ooh, these. And I'll, say it the next, and I'll say it the, the other one. Yeah, but no one's going to believe you, Bill. Uh, <clears throat> if you want some Thanksgiving cheer, head on down to White Birch Brewing in National New Hampshire. Ray address, please. 460 Amherst Street. The good side of Amherst Street. Get on down. Uh, enjoy a turkey sandwich and a beer down there. I'm you sure fatty already eating. <laughs> I'm sure that they, uh, they'll conjure something up for you. Uh, check out some football. They got the big screen at the brewery. If you can't get to the brewery, check it out your local beer store. Wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you white birch brewing. Let's what other f- fried variety are you munching on currently, Raymond? <laughs> Ritz peanut butter crackers. Oh, all right. We I'll take about, it back. We are Delicious. a couple hours early from our normal recording time. So, you know, Ray's playing a little catch up. Play a little uh-huh. catch up. How don't many say snack do you have in Don't your say house? ketchup. How many what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do ketchup and mayonnaise together. Of course you do. Isn't that like Italian? Isn't that like... Um, well, well, no, it's... Um, never mind. It's some kind of dressing. Thousand Island? Isn't that... Thousand Island's kind of like no. that, yeah. With a little bit of res- uh, relish in Relish it? and mustard. You have to mix That's all like, four of them together. I'm not going to argue right? the bottom of the totem pole dumb on this one. I'm and his condiments. Honest. Yeah. No, Thank no, no, no. How many snack drawers do you have? I have a that you cupboard? can tell us about. I have a cupboard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Indian in the cupboard. Uh, let's start. Let's go dial. Let's dial Great this movie. back to uh, last Thursday. <laughs> the Falcons get shut out by the Patriots. Uh, the 13th shutout in Bill Belichick's career. That seems low. No, with the with the Patriots. Okay. Well, what do you have? Still seems low. How many did he yeah. have with the Browns? Couldn't have had much more. I don't know. I don't look it up. Uh, either way, the Falcons are fucking terrible. But how good is this defense uh, and how good can it be? Give you some stats here from the game. 165 total yards, 125 passing, 40 rushing. This is for the Falcons now, of course. 3.2 yards per play. You had four interceptions from three different quarterbacks. McCourty, Van Noy, Phillips, J.C. Jackson got on the board. Van Noy also had two sacks. Gotcha got a sack. Judon got a sack. Just a good game all around. I thought Van Oy stood out. Kyle Duggar stood out in pass coverage against Kyle Pitts, their tight end, the only guy that were really catching that team. And, um, yeah, I just – I mean, the defense is – can just get better every day and swarming. Say what you want about the Falcons, but a shutout in the NFL is still a shutout. It's tough to do. And first time Belichick only having 13 of them. Yeah, and first time Atlanta's been shut out at home, I believe, since the 80s. So, I mean, that – it's hard to get a shot on the NFL nowadays, especially where you you've seen teams Patriots included go to that prevent defense and then uh, win against the chargers, you know, JC Jackson gave it a late touch or Jalen Mills gave it a late touchdown when in a prevent defense, you know, they basically welcome you to score. So, I mean, the defense is rolling and it's what kept you in the game. You're not going to win too many games like this with the way Mac Jones and the offense was playing. They were sluggish all night. Again, it's a short week. It's the first time he's really played on on the Thursday night game. But again, he did just enough. What was he? Twenty two of twenty six, two oh two touchdown and and a very very bad interception. Took his first read and it threw a bad pick. Again, the defense kind of bailed him out. I mean, defense came to play. I don't think the offense was as crisp as we've seen in the past couple games. But again, uh, again traveling on the road on a short week and you in. And you're pitching a shutout. I mean, that's a solid game all around. Ray. Talk about that real quick, though. You talk about the offense not being struggling. The rushing game was awesome. Rushing game was back at it once again. It's just Mac Jones. And like you've said all along, Richard, this team is going to go as far as Mac Jones lets it go. So but he didn't need to be good. He didn't need to be good on this short week, honestly. Again. But he can't had, do that against yeah. Tennessee. He can't no. do that against Tennessee. He's got to play above average against he, Tennessee he can. in order for him to win. He can when you had Harris, what sixty-five yards, and I believe Steven said sixty-nine yards. Nice. Oh, you, know, you had a you'd had a balanced running attack. Brandon Bolden didn't really show up much 
you know, in this game, again, it's kind of back-to-back games, but yeah, if you're running the ball and you're playing good defense, you just saw Tennessee go up and get, you know, beat probably the biggest upset of the year now against the Texans where the Texans, but that game was a lot more out of hand than that score showed. What was, I think it was a 10 point game. Little you know, stat I, for you, Billiam. Uh, no team has ever. Yeah. Lost since the fifties, the first yeah. team to the lower seat at home or something this late in the season yeah. Yeah. since the fifties. Yeah. But I mean, this, you know, this defense, I mean, this defense is going to carry you and the defense, if Mac could just, just kind of just dink and dunk his way and, and just count on the running game, it's good. But again, you need him to make the big throws to bail you out on it when your defense doesn't show up, you know, right. How real just is not schedule driven. Are they getting uh, propped up a little bit there now? Uh, first in points allowed at 16.1 and they are third in yards allowed at 313.2. Um, they took a jump in those t- categories against obviously coming off a shutout against the Falcons. Um, you've played the jets in the, in this five game stretch. Uh, you've played, you know, some beat up teams in the Browns. I guess my question is, are they as good? Are the Patriots, is the Patriots defense as good as it looks on paper and has looked the last couple of weeks? I believe so. Cause you also played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys who are putting up points left and right. I mean, Dallas has hit a wall right now, but in the early part of the season, they were one of the best offensive teams. They in put the up 34 season. against you, 35, you 500 yards in the air against Dallas. I get that's yeah, part of my, part of my equation is, are they, are the, are the deep, is the defense that good? I think they are. I think they've improved since Dallas and since oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they got, I think they've gotten way better. better. I think you're getting more consistent play from Barmore, who we've talked about, but now you're seeing it out of the other defensive linemen. Lawrence guy, Gotchow. The Sunday before, Gotchow got a sack. Good. And was good well, two sacks and a pick. Dietrich Wise was good. And Vinoy and Hightower to me seem like they're getting their legs back. Now, obviously Hightower, uh, Opted out last year, has been out of football for a year. Van Noy basically did the same thing in Miami. I mean, they're clearly not working. He just collected his money and ran. Guys get paid $50 million or something from Miami right now. But Van Noy has been showing up more and more as the games have progressed here, and he had a great game on uh, on Thursday. He had a really good game in Carolina, the game that we were at, Ray. And uh, and I, even Hightower, who they're not asking to do as much as, as they did, but you just watch. Just watch. When they get down into the crux of this, in this, of this schedule the next four weeks – or they get into the playoffs. Watch where Hightower shows up in big spots. They'll start using him, I think, more like they used to do if he's uh, got his legs underneath him. Like, kind of looks like he has. Yeah. Looks like he's he, moving side to side a little bit better than he was earlier in the season. Yeah, and think about too uh, going a little bit on the trend of the defense here. Dallas, he gave up what four hundred and seventy-seven yards, I believe, in the air, which was the most in a Bill Belichick tenure as Patriots coach. But after that game, he kind of heard Devin McCourty start. He you know, we, we, we alluded to Miles Garrett last week calling out the coaching staff. You know, Devin McCourty kind of called out the whole team. Little dig of the coaching staff, too. And ever since then, you know, you, you've just ripped off five in a row, get, including giving up 13 total points in your last three games after giving up thir- after giving up 35 or 36, whatever it was, 36 to 30. I believe that I, I, 36 to Dallas. I mean, you held Tom Brady to what, 17, I don't 17 or 16, whatever it was. I mean, the defense you know, hasn't been a problem all year. I mean, there was a lot of, of run issues, but now I think the emergence of uh, Barmore is really solved that problem. Godchow got the quarterback for, I believe, his fifth career sack ever last week. So, I mean, and then Lawrence Guy, I thought, I think has been steady all year. So, I mean, the, the defense is what, you know, the defense could be for real, but again, this five-game stretch, the only real wins you had were Cleveland and, and, and um, the Chargers. Like but Cleveland, even, but even still banged up point. offense. Go ahead. To- to uh yeah cleveland was a little bit banged up and you know they didn't look stellar against the worst team in the league on sunday in detroit nick chubb showed up and i think they're a different team 130 yards for chubb yeah look at what look at the rest of the league and look at what the patriots are doing i know it's hard to do this when you say well this team beat this team and this team beat that team but the patriots are demolishing teams Yes, sticking with the Dallas and Tampa Bay. And you're right. Dallas is the only game I can find where the defense really shit the bed, even against Tampa, they were pretty steady. So every other team in the, in the league, never mind the conference are puking all over themselves and shit in the bed against teams. They're playing down to their competition. and, And a lot of them are losing their competition. Just such an upset week and Sunday 
the top seeds were going down fucking left and right. So I just look at the Patriots, and yes, they've played some crap, and yes, they've caught some breaks. By the way, they continue to catch breaks. Tennessee game. Tennessee, Julio gone, A.J. Brown gone, <laughs> Derrick Henry. Henry Good. And Ryan Tannehill playing like Miami Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the same thing we used to say about toot, the Patriots. Toot. They're catching breaks, but I my pushback on that. Are they catching breaks, or, or are they just dealing with the with the shit that every other team takes on in the attrition game of the NFL better than those other teams. How James much White of- would have crippled if J- James James White was the Nick Chubb of the Browns and Patriots of the Browns, it would have crippled them. They wouldn't have been able to come back for something like that offensively, or at least they'd struggle like the Browns are now. I just think the Patriots do a better job of it. Credit to Bill Belichick, like I said off the top. So do they catch breaks or how much what's the outcome out of 45 to 7 game with Nick Chubb in it? 45 yeah, right. 45 45 27 45 21 yeah. Yeah. 25 nothing game what's the what's the outcome with uh if Patterson plays yeah you're winning by a touchdown you're still winning you're still winning by oh, if Patterson, two touchdowns. Plays, Patterson and Calvin Ridley is uh it's probably a 10 point loss for the Falcons something like that like, because they shut they shut down Belichick's binky and Kyle Pitts who he ranted and raved about that was a cross between what Gronk and Tony Gonzalez and he had three catches for 29 yards and was invisible for the whole game on him. Who, well, Kyle Duggar is last Kyle year we were Dugger. saying it was going to be a biggest draft bust that Bill Belichick ever drafted. Yeah, you hear this Rodney, year he step it up. I know this off topic where Rodney Harrison came out this week. I think he was on some podcast. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to work with him this, this off season. We couldn't last year because of COVID, but he's like, yeah, he needs to, you know, he needs to get a little better on tight ends and I'm going to work with him on that. If he starts fucking getting topped by uh, Rodney Harrison, who was a fucking beast and a stud in these early dynasty Patriots defense, like look out for this kid. I mean, he leads the team in tackles. I think he's number three in special teams tackles too. So he's playing special teams playing defense. I mean, he's for a second year player, he's playing all that Patrick Chung role right now. And he's taking it on and doing it. He's better swimmingly right now. Yeah. He's younger and he hits a lot harder. Yeah. Kyle Duggar from Leo. <laughs> Lee, Lee, Leo, Dingham, Leo, Leola, 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 yeah. D2, D2 college second round pick. That's uh, that's going back into some of that Bill Belichick GM bullshit that he was pulling. Um, just to dial it back, I know you guys touched on the offense a little bit, but just to get, go to Mac Jones and the running game, like you said, Bill, a little bit of a quiet day, but a good day nonetheless. 22 of 26 for 200 yards and a touchdown um, is a good day for a quarterback in the NFL, especially Thursday night football. He did have the bad pick. It was a bad pick. Nikhil Harry's stretch- for a touchdown if he hits it. He was wide open for a touchdown. I saw that play. I looked at it. I looked back at it twice. I think that that outside safety was leveraging both ways. I don't, he would have hit him. I don't know if Nikhil, I don't give Nikhil Harry enough credit. He might not have got a touchdown, but that's still a 30, 40 yard gain. That's your setting yeah, up in the sure. red zone. It was a bad, it was a, we haven't seen a lot of bad decisions by Mac Jones this year. That was certainly one of them. In a 13, nothing game that could have swung Going the game. To John defenses Smith. To show up. I, if I'm going to stretch the field like, into, into potential double coverage, skip props to John Smith. That was the first read. He went first read. Thought he had it and threw a bad pick. Dude, they've been trying to get fucking Janu Smith integrated into this offense. <laughs> they've been bending over backwards to get this guy going, and he can't. He can't. I don't. I mean, I like oh. the signing. We all did. I don't know where he is in the red zone. I don't know where he is. You One know, on third downs where they're not playing a double tight end set and using those guys in option routes and just boxing out. I've mentioned this before. They should be all over that, but. You know, the critics see here around Boston is Jonathan Smith just doesn't know how to play football. He's just a terrific athlete. So I don't know. They got him for two more years. Hopefully they can teach him how to play football because three. They need him. Uh, that was a four out- year deal. Was I thought there was options on that? Hunter Henry was the three. He was the four. Okay. Well, that sucks. Uh Aguilar <laughs> thought I had a good game, which uh, you can't say nice too often. Touchdown. Five, nice five, touchdown. Five yards. They schemed up that touchdown or it was terrible defense, one or the other. He was fucking open as you can be. Um but it's nice to see him have a good day, right? Five yard, five catches, forty yards. He was active uh, out there. Kendrick Bourne and um, Myers, I think, had four catches too. So pretty, pretty normal of what you'd see out of the receiving core from from the Patriots. Well, it's also nice to see that <clears throat> these receivers and tight ends are getting, you know, catches. Last year it was basically Jacoby Myers, and that was it. That was Cam Newton's the only target he had because our tight ends were junk, and anyone else on the field couldn't catch the ball. So it's nice that Mac has these options to go with now. But yeah, it's nice that Nelson Aguilar is getting you know, catches and touchdowns right now. Think about that. Think about the, the pass catchers from last year. As soon as Edelman went down, which was early, you had Jacoby Myers. 
That's right. That's it. That was That's it. it. <laughs> I was legit trying to think like who else? Bird. They even was faced Bird there? poor James White out because well, he had a terrific, he had a horrible offseason, uh, you know, off the field stuff to deal with with his um father dying, I think, right? But his mom he, and his dad got a car crash, and one of them died, and one of them almost died. Right, yeah. He, <laughs> like was, he was out for shit. weeks. And yeah. even worse than that for him probably was trying to get Cam Newton to throw him the ball accurately out of the backfield. So, uh, yeah, what a, uh, again, to the GM, Bill GM role, what a change of scenery it's been. And it's been a lot more uh, fun to watch, that's for sure. Except I mean, Jono Smith, Smith's the only guy you missed on right now, right? Probably. I mean, they paid out. Say, and again, he's also injured. He's been injured say, most but, of the season. And also say what you want about Jalen Mills. I think they brought him in to play safety and not a necessity with injuries. He's outside corner. He played a hundred percent of his snaps last year at safety. His role was the hybrid role, probably safety. I think he's the Devin McCourty replacement a year before they needed it. Honestly, I think that's what they brought him in for. But I mean, I think John New Smith's been the worst of the bunch. Aguilar has been average. He hasn't been worth the contract, but he hasn't been putrid like John Smith has been. That's true. And I, I liked your point. I was going to make that about Jalen Mills because and if he's not, the McCordy replacement, then I won't give Bill credit for that because you get enough specialty safeties on your lineup right now in your roster that you don't need another one, especially at whatever he has five or six. But it months. looks like it. If you look at, um, I agree Adrian with you. Phillips, I think that that's true. Duggard. McCordy has hinted towards retirement for the last couple of years now. He may have give, given Bill the heads up. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we shit on him a lot this year, rightfully so. We can give him his props. It's been quiet over there in the he's, left. He's side, played better. For sure. He's played a lot better. And I, JC yeah, Jackson's JC Jackson, his defense as a whole have been better. And again, we I've said it, you've said it, Rich pressure with four Barmore, Van Noy getting up there, Judon getting out, beating double teams, one-on-one rushers, and even Hightower getting up there. I mean, you're starting got sacks out of Lawrence guy and Gotchow. I mean, that's how this defense is going to fucking get like survive in this zone. And now you're letting JC Jackson get another pick off just basically just ball hawking and being in the right place at the right time. But again, he doesn't have to lock down these receivers. He's playing off the ball and it all depending on the rushing four guys. And that's why Judon right now should be top three in defensive player of the year. Right now, I think Chandler Jones might give him a run for his money down there in, in Arizona. But right now for the impact on your team, the turnaround you've seen, especially coming over big money free agent. I mean, Judon's playing as defensive player of the year right now. Ray, the only nitpick that I'll have is it, it seemed like they stalled up again when they got into the red zone. Nick Folk had a lot of field goals. Um, and they keep four throwing. to be exact. Our racer Dama show, four field goals, two, two to us. Yeah, we're pretty fucking good. We're pretty <laughs> we were really pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we were good on that one. <laughs> Uh, but I'm still getting a little frustrated with this sideways offense bullshit when they get to the 30, 20 yard line that McDaniels is calling up. He's gone away from it a couple of games before this, but felt like he fell back into that um, into that trap this game. Raymond Who would be the only red zone target you have on this team. Hunter Henry. Henry. That's it. Jacoby Myers. Aguilar, is I think Aguilar can be honestly, <clears throat> but he hasn't this whole season. Hunter Henry is the only one that's the big stud that you go to in the red zone. Other than that, I mean, Jacoby Myers just scored his first touchdown in how many yards did he have before his first touchdown? Yeah, so it's like one of those things 15, that you 15, have yeah. one guy in the red zone that they focus on, take him out of the game plan, who's going to score, who's going to go, who's going to be the next guy up. But to be, but to uh, counter that point, Hunter Henry doesn't become part of the offense in the red zone until they're inside the five when he can catch it in the end zone. They're not even using him at all when they get to the 30s oh. and 20. Like when they get to that in between that 30 and 20, it's like they don't have a play sheet for it. When they get inside, call it 15 yards in the 10, they like to run the ball. And they and they you know they have a couple plays set up for that with Hunter Henry and whatnot. But from that like they call it they call it, the outer red zone or whatever. From that thirty to fifteen, I kind of fucking hate their play calling because they don't have they don't trust Mac to throw it downfield near the end zone because the defense has shrunk. So there's a lot more um, you know room to make error, and they don't trust any of their playmakers, quote unquote playmakers, to go out there and make a play one on one to try and get to try and get a little bit of a chunk play 12 15 yard chunk play to get into the uh, you know inside the red zone. So um I don't know if that's something they need to improve or if they just need to grow a set of balls and you know try and attack a little bit more when they get there, but that's been something that's frustrated me and I think that they've struggled with all season. I think it this goes back to Charlie Weiss and the it, Charlie Weiss years and you know all the way back then you think about the type of wide receiver you know this is what happens you have a, a offense pretty reliant on your slot receivers go back look in there early you know the years look at Troy Brown's years Ray you can go look when you have time deep dive Troy Brown Wes Welker 
even Julian Edelman. I mean, Julian Edelman, you stretch a little bit, but I mean, these Danny Amendola, these guys that you had to bring them to the red zone, you know, they weren't targeted a lot in the red, in the red zone. You, you, you try to rely more on the tight ends and that's where the, the miss on John Smith's really, really hurting. Cause Kendrick Bourne is the same, the Julian Edelman type and Nelson Aguilar. Yeah. He stretches the field, but let's be real. He's more of that Edelman type. You can move him around inside, outside, you know, in the slot out anywhere you kind of want, but it's like, it, it goes back years and years and years. And I mean, Josh McDaniels has been here since day one. He learned from Charlie Weiss and it's the same fucking offense. You know that, that I think that's where the red zone struggles have always been there, but have been better because Tom Brady was there. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? No, I can see that. I can see that and finding the windows and making the right throws. Maybe they just don't trust Mac to do it. Maybe he can't do it yet, but um, you know, uh, as we move on to the next segment, nice, beautiful segue they're gonna have to do it if they if they want to be one of the best teams in the afc and i ask you the question are they the best team in the afc as it stands right now after week 11 and the upsets that we saw go down let me give you some teams and uh and kind of the baggage that they're holding and then you can answer i'll go through i don't know what whatever this is six or seven teams uh that i would be considered probably the best in the afc uh so right now the patriots are currently third behind the titans and ravens the titans just lost to the fucking texans the first time uh you guys just mentioned it, a the worst seed in a conference beat the best seed in the conference since the 50s Ten at home playing at home shit. you had at home right you had him uh obviously derrick henry's out julio jones is out now aj brown will be out the ravens i've been calling a fraud basically since Lamar got there, but they've looked like a fraud team all season long. Kind of Lamar was shitting his pants, by the way. I have a very, very, very dear friend of mine. Shit his pants this week. Made me think of you, Rich. Oh, I did. I did too on the couch. Did I not send that to you guys? Or that, was was that, the the that was the bender boy. No, <laughs> I didn't get this. Props to that guy. Sorry. Yeah, a little shard on the couch this uh, watching football on Sunday. Uh, the, the rest of the AFC North <laughs> in general is just fucking soft and weak in my opinion. The Bills lost to the Colts. They have not won two in a row all season or since like the first two weeks. Six weeks. They haven't won back-to-back games in six weeks. The Chiefs have four straight against some good competition, but they still don't look their offense doesn't look right. Their defense has actually been playing pretty well. The Chargers just aren't ready. Their coaching staff and their quarterback aren't ready even after good win this week, even though you blew a 27 point lead. Yeah. <laughs> and, you... and that play to win it was a blown coverage. That wasn't anything special by Herbert. But either so. way, but he still had 383 yards, three yeah, touchdowns, and he run for 90 yards. Agree with me or disagree, they're not ready. No, I don't think they're ready. They're not ready. Uh, but, are but, tough, hold but on, hold try. on. I think them in the they're not ready. Patriots are right above them. Honestly, the defense is, is better on the Patriots, but they're not too different of a team, which I think the Chargers have a better offense right now with two better receivers and Keenan Allen and Mike yeah, Williams. But the Patriots they're in the them. same I mold. Give, I take I take that, and I agree with you on the field, but you add in the Bill Belichick McDaniel's effect, and I think it's yeah. So they're a little notch above. Uh, same with the Colts. I mean, the Colts are good. I mean, their run game is. Unbelievable. Their offensive line is unbelievable. Their defense is tough. They make JTT for MVP. I don't trust Carson Wentz. I do not trust Carson Wentz. Their passing game is suspect, even though they got some big playmakers on there. And just this last team that uh, had a, had a win on Sunday, the Bengals. (laughs) Hey, did I get that right this weekend? Yes, I did. Ray, Ray, the Bengals, Ray, the are the, are the Patriots, the best team in the AFC? Nope. I go with the go Kansas on. City Chiefs. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are starting to get their stride back. I thought it was going to be a Super Bowl hangover for them, but yet they're starting to – that defense is coming around. I don't care about the offense. The defense was their Achilles heel. They're starting to look good. They stopped Dallas last uh, – yesterday. We recorded this Monday, so yesterday. But obviously Dallas was without their two wide receivers, so I don't know. But I think the Chiefs are starting to roll. Chiefs, I, I like the Chiefs just because of the Patrick Mahomes factor. You know, I, I their offense hasn't clicked a date, but they're they're pretty scary when they have a lot of Patrick Mahomes interceptions this year have been drop passes by uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. I believe it's the numbers like five or six. So I mean, I, they just seem like just based on history. I mean, that that offense is just scary good. I I put the Patriots. I think they're a good slot in a third. I think the Bills are came back to earth. You know, I think Rich, you were right two two to you there that that the bridge. You know, Josh Allen's came back and now, you know. We have talked about, I've said for numerous weeks, going back to the beginning of the year, I thought Patriots going to get swept by the Buffalo Bills this year. I'm kind of, I'm kind of reining that back. I, I think they're no, top- raining it back. You're snip snapping. 
No, I'm pulling it. Yeah, snip snapping. But like, you know, you can, can I ask you a question. Sorry to cut ahead. you off. Can I ask you a question? Because um, this is the only, and I will mention this in a couple of shows before or a blog about it. We talked about it. The only thing holding this Patriots team back from a long playoff run is Mac Jones, because we don't know best. what Mac Jones is completely made of yet. But let me let me preference it to you this way. If this was next year and he had a full year of playing the basically the way he's playing right now of good solid football had some good moments when he needs to and doesn't hurt the team. If he had a, a year of this under his belt, would you feel confident about the Patriots as the number one team uh, going in? Cause I, yeah. are, 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 aren't we on the same boat that it's really just the passing offense and basically Mac Jones that's holding us back to say they're the, they're the best team at this point. Yes. Yeah. So, so if you have this season too, the way he's playing just through what, 10 games, 11 games now, right? Their playoff team. They should make the playoffs, whether it's a division or the wild card, they should get in there, at least get a playoff game under his belt. Naturally, next year, week 11, seven to four, say you have theoretically the same stretch. If everything's the same, hell yeah, you feel more confident because he's at least gone through the grind. Okay. Right? So, so, I, I, go ahead. But doesn't it also help you that he went to Alabama, though, and had a tough grind there in the SEC? No, the fuck. No, what's college when it comes to the unfold at all? And when any when any of these guys let say Bill this, answer first next time, please. Thank you. <laughs> you I would have said the Jones, same thing. It's college. Alabama stuff is is he wasn't blown away with the rigorous um, approach that Bill Belichick has because probably or the offense or the offense too. I, all of that is a preference and tell you that the Patriots are the best team in the AFC, and they're about to show you this over the next month. You sound like Raymond because Mac Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones is about to prove to you that he's the same guy against good competition and bad competition. And if the Patriots defense and special teams and O-line and can all play as consistently as they're they're playing right now, that group of football is they're playing better than any other team in the, in the, in the AFC. The only question mark is Mac Jones. And I just have confidence, not in just Mac Jones, but McDaniels in the offense to put up 24 points. And I think that's basically all they'll need on a week-to-week basis. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win out. You know, the defense might have a bad day. But in the grander scheme of things, with everything that the Patriots are doing well, they're playing the best football in the AFC right now. And uh, and that's why I call them the best team. Yeah, they had no. the best team. And they don't make them make – they're not making mental mistakes like these other teams are either. Like you they watch still have the penalty games. issue. Um, they had five penalties in, in, in against the Falcons. There's a couple – you know, some bonehead play still going on again. It, you know, I but go late in the season, though. Be... Go ahead. Go late in the season, though. You get who are you going to trust Belichick or any other coach in this league? Yeah, right now, right now, Mac Jones okay. is right now. Mac Jones is a healthy a, a comparison to a healthy Alex Smith with a better coach. Prove me wrong until you, right now, because they're dude, dink and dunk game manager. Alex Smith, Alex, Alex Smith made a career out of being a game manager with good head coaches, Harbaugh, Harbaugh to Andy Reed. Right. So, I mean, this is what Mac is until the biggest knock on Smith when the the game got closer, he couldn't do it because that's the way he was. Mac Jones has, has to prove it, has to get in the playoffs, win me a playoff game. I don't expect them to win the, win the Super Bowl this year, but get in the playoffs, whether you're on the home or the road, go one and one in the playoffs. I expect them to lose at some point. I don't think they're the best. I think you could go and you'd be Buffalo, maybe possibly Baltimore. I still like Lamar Jackson more right now than I do Mac Jones. Like, I don't think they're the best, but I think top three, top four, right? So it's wherever, like Buffalo, I, I don't think so. Tennessee, well, I don't. The, the yeah, it's, it's too close, close to call, honestly. And I agree with you that there's going to come a point in time where Mac Jones is going to have to win them the game. It'll probably come this year at some point in time. And yeah, he's going to have to prove it. And if he doesn't and he makes me uh, look like an idiot, then I'll say so. But I just think that I think he'll be able to do it to the extent that they need You have to eat your uh, shit pants underwear. That's fine. Uh, I, I, the other point is I don't think this defense will give up enough big plays. I don't think we'll see more than one more Dallas game this year. Maybe, you know, I don't see the Bills beating them with big passing offense. That's all they, 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 I don't see it. Maybe the chiefs, if they see him in the playoffs, you know, what scares me the most a big passing offense. And if you can't do that, the Colts. then I think the rest of the team is, is good enough to, uh, to keep it tight. And I just trust the Patriots in that standpoint. I don't We're think the Colts, this, they're going to, they're not going to beat you with big passing plays with the way Jonathan Taylor is playing right now. I mean, he had 185 yards, four, t- five touchdowns this weekend. You got a plan for him. Like, again, you want to talk about Carson Wentz can dink and dunk with Jonathan Taylor. He carried the ball 32 times in, is in Jonathan Frank Taylor, Wright. Is Jonathan Taylor 
a uh, a difference maker in the way that Chubb would have been if he was on the Browns that day? Yeah. And what would what did we determine the score would have been against the? Good point. Good point. No, no, good point. And I just Belichick think I just think that's a similar no, no, comparison. No, 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 exactly. Are pretty similar comparison with the quarterback. Because I mean, honestly, who do you like more, Nick Chubb or Jonathan Taylor? I mean, at this point, they're oh, basically Taylor. they're basically the same player. Nick Chubb got a little beat up. John Taylor gets nicked up here and there, and then uh, Chubb got COVID. But Nick Chubb was number two in, in the NFL in rushing before they're he got stuck. beat up behind behind Derrick Henry, and now. They're they're riding the hot hand in Indy with with Taylor and, and not the hot hand, but they're just riding him and riding him and riding him. I mean, Nick Chubb and, and Taylor are the same. Ooh, yeah. Hey, but they're uh, the same player. Yeah, it's close. Uh, that was good Patriots talk. We're late on that, so we're gonna leave it there. Uh, for the week, we'll be uh, back with the Patriots after their Sunday night game against the Titans. But before uh, we get no to predictions. Any- oh, you want to do uh, predictions on no. No predictions. Okay. Uh, Save for the for the after show. Listen to the after show. We'll give you some predictions. Uh, and before we get into some quick Celtics and uh, Bruins talk, we're going to kick it over to the headlines with the obvious one. Thank you, Richard. Uh, the Patriots are back in first place in the AFC East for the first time in two years after their shutout win over the Falcons on Thursday Night Football. And the Bills shit the bed against the Colts. The Patriots are preparing for the number one seed against the Titans at home this Sunday at one o'clock. Uh, Cam Newton is back starting in the NFL, scoring touchdowns and celebrating by himself at midfield like an asshole. The Bruins split their weekends back to back with a 5-2 win over the Flyers on Saturday. Old friend Dan Vladar and the Flames shut out the Bruins on Sunday. The Bruins next take on the Sabres Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Uh, the Celtics have won seven of their last 10 and back-to-back wins over the Lakers, 130, 108, and 111, 105 over the Thunder on Saturday. They take on the Rockets Monday before an early season showdown versus Kevin Durant and the Nets on Wednesday. Jalen Brown will play tonight against the Rockets. Uh, and the Red Sox exercise the option on Alex Cora's contract to keep him in Boston through 2024. Alex Cora is 284 and 202 in his last three seasons in Boston with a 17-8 and record in the playoffs. This has been the headlines with the obvious one. And fuck you, Rich, for leaving shit out to try to fuck me up. Welcome back. Uh, good job, Ray. I knew when I was oh, writing out the scores for the Celtics game, I put a dash bill, and I knew I should have put two because I knew he wouldn't read 132, 118 if it didn't actually say two. He is fucking Ron <laughs> No, you didn't put the who the Bruins are playing next. Oh, what did I? Oh, I was supposed to you just put up. the Bruins next take on it. You love to blank. I'm like, you little fucking cunt. <laughs> Good for you for knowing. Uh, all right. We are uh, a little bit late here. So we're going to cut these next two segments a little bit short. Uh, we'll let, we'll let old uh, vacation bill go off on his Bruins a little bit longer. Ray, we'll just talk some quick Celtics because they're actually playing well. And it's not as fun to talk about when they're playing well, but they crush the Lakers who fucking blow, by the way, Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is turning out to be one of the worst free agent signings. Uh, they almost blew a that was twenty a trade. Point lead. That was a free agent sign. That was a trade. Trade. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. Um, and the Wizards look good with those fucking number players. one in the East, right? I think the Bulls are, but yeah, the Wizards are. Yeah, close. number two or three. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they almost... were at nine and three. They were the number one team last week. Yeah, the East is super crowded. I mean, the the Celtics are two games away from fourth at this point, and everyone's kind of playing mediocre shit basketball. Um, including the almost blowing a 20 point lead to the thunder on Saturday. However, I can see some, I'm not giving them a credit. I'm just telling you, I can see some slight improvement every other game or so with this team. They're moving the ball. Jason Tatum is hitting shots. I like the way Jason Tatum is playing for the most part. They still have their third quarters that kind of blow. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is on a heater. He's fucking killing it. And the bench is getting solid minutes out of uh, Josh Richardson and hopefully with Jalen Brown back, I'm sure it will go to the bench and that'll be a good one. To from Smart that. should really go to the bench. I really I agree like, with you, but I like he has a pussy pants. And by the way, Marcus smart is playing his role and he looks really good doing it. Even mm. if it's for 19 million going in the paint, scoring 22 points. Well, night, I, I may can pick his pussy up off the ground, shove it back in his pants and put smart on the bench where he belongs and have Schroeder start Schroeder. Again. I mean, he's been, he dominated the Lakers. 
That's true. I think that was, that was a prove it game, though. That was a prove it game because he was pissed that he didn't get the max contract. They never Russell offered it to him. Yeah, well, he wanted it. I take I take Russell Westbrook over Schroeder. <laughs> I mean, mm. on paper, on paper. I don't know, forty-four million a year for that guy. Uh, Raymond, your take on the Celtics is I may finally get through to these guys to see an improvement, or is it just another uh, false hope kind of run here for this team? False hope kind of run for this team. I feel like it's going to – let's see what happens when Jalen Brown gets back in the mix. Let's see how these guys coexist now. Let's see if the same ball movement. Let's see if the defense stays the way they've been. They've been playing great defense, which is an IMA thing. But, yeah, let's just see what happens when they're all together. They're all back on the court. See if they can all coexist. I don't think they can. I don't think this team can coexist together. <sighs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Richard. Didn't, didn't Raymond say – with Jalen Brown out, that this is a better Celtics team. He did. That's I what I'm saying. So I want. I would like to see what happens now when he's back in the mix. He did. Okay. It'll it'll that's, be that's interesting the only to point see I had. if uh, if they can kind of continue playing the way they're playing defensively. I don't see why they wouldn't be. Jalen Brown's a good defender. He has a tendency to get lost sometimes and let guys go backdoor on him and shit like that. But offensively, yeah, is he a sticking point? He has been in the past, but so is Jay. Jason Tatum and he's learned to if you've watched the actual games Bill I know you haven't no you know you're a hockey guy and I've been as hard on Tatum as possible and tried to will into the ether for him to become an excellent player this year by showing him positivity quickly snip snap on that within the first two games but his passing is pretty fucking good he's had some dimes down low off double teams to Horford and did you see his dunk the other night I don't know. On uh, what was it on Westbrook with the steal at at the half court, and then he brought it down, made oh, him one yeah. move and kind of dunked. You want to talk about passing? He had a guy cutting to the basket right there, made one move. If you watch any NBA though, I've been watching a little bit more of off. Guys don't know how to pass the ball on fast breaks. Literally, don't know how to book a bounce. That was pass. an easy layup, dude. I he can't made believe he, some boom. of the basketball I fucking watch, and these guys like. Do you guys run a three one three on one fucking drill anymore? Just nope. that could have been a give and go. Like no, Tatum had to, Tatum, what that means. Tatum had to make a move, but he could have passed it. The defender would have curled back out and it goes back to Tatum for an easy layup or dunk. Instead, he makes a fucking a, a higher impact play, trying to go around the guy. Thankfully he did, but still it's like, yeah, you had a, yeah. you had a guy cut. I think Pritchard or some other, he's the only white guy I know on the Celtics, but he looked like he was, he was going straight to the basket. I think okay, he's good. the only white guy, right? Yeah, I hopefully maybe this is again Marcus positivity into the universe that will never happen. But hopefully this more physical league can maybe make players learn how to pass better again because before that there was no there was no uh, motivation to pass the ball because you would go to the rim and you get a foul no matter what. Hopefully you get an N one and get an extra point out of it. Now they're not calling as many of those, so maybe they learn to pass again. But I I doubt it. Uh, well, they got the Rockets tonight and then on Wednesday, right? Should be a win, and they're paying $44.1 million for John Wall never to step on the court again for this season or and next. So good for you, Rockets. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. They'll, they'll well, so what are they sucking for? Is there like a next guy coming up? <sighs> no. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill. Uh, what are they? It's a guy's show. We're allowed to belch. They're not good enough to uh, compete, so they might as well suck again and get the next. Yeah, there's that seven footer in uh, in Gonzaga. Gonzaga? Like, yeah, yeah, but is he a different? Is he a game changer? They're calling him a unicorn. I don't know. The last unicorn turned into a rapist, Porzingis. So we'll see. Yeah, you just go to Dallas and you're fine. No problem. Your career. <laughs> All right, we'll be. I had a few Ray's mom's jokes thrown in there with the with the seven footer, but I I, I let it pass. <laughs> well, you're good for you, Bill. You're a good growing. man, Bill. Vacation <laughs> Bill is growing, or he's getting the slower. Thanksgiving. This no, it's Thanksgiving. He's now. trying to be nice. We'll we'll be right back with some Bruins talk right after this afternoon delight. Afternoon. I had a, I had that after lunch beers. Ray's mom. Oh, what was his name? Irene. <laughs> and Big Ray Langevin. He watched. <laughs> Sky rockets in flight. Woo! Afternoon delight. Whoop. You guys have it, I think. Huh. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Didn't want to stress the heart. This pacemaker can't do that. Uh, Ray mentioned it in the headlines. We mentioned it at the top. Uh, the Bruins lost in embarrassing fashion. Bill, your Bruins lost in embarrassing fashion, getting shut out by Dan Flader, the guy they traded for a third round pick and went and signed the, uh, this name is not mine. And I know that it's on mainstream kind of Boston sports talk, but 
Skid mark. Skid mark. Is too good not to fucking use. <laughs> I think mark. I texted that. That was my overtake. I was like, you let this guy go and you kept skid mark for five mil. Skid mark's too Ugh. good not to steal. So we'll use that. How big of a deal is it? Uh, so they got bigger problems, I think, than the goalie. However, spending five mil on a backup goalie who stinks and isn't playing is a major fuck up. Bill, you've had the fire Don Sweeney take um, now here a couple times. I don't want to hear as much about that. More this season. Can they? Can they rebound? Can they? I know they're not going to be a, a, a top echelon team. We know that. But can they be another second round exit instead of a first round exit, or potentially miss the playoffs, which is what it looked like right now? Yeah, it was a back to back game. You know, you played Saturday, played Sunday. You had a good five two win on Saturday, which you know the corpse of of um, Forbert with two goals, and then Nozick. That guy's had that guy has put four or five goals in the season. Oh. Yeah, and then Nozick scored a goal. It was like they listened to me bitch about him for the last week and a half, and lo and behold, they start scoring. But I mean, I'll, I'll put it on that again. Olmark, yeah, you get whiffed there at a five million dollar backup, but you've seen Swayman kind of seize that number one role and has played what you know kind of up to that level that he was playing last year. I mean, that's you, you kind of dodged the bullet. I mean, I thought the best case scenario was you know Swayman would be the guy. You know, and you, you, you kind of bring them along slowly. But, of course, you know, you, you were going to start Allmark there. You weren't going to start swimming on the back-to-back. The season's still young. And, again, the schedule is so fucking stupid that you just didn't play a week, right? Yeah, so you're still, still good. You still got shitty legs on you on a back-to-back. I'm hoping that's what it is. I thought they showed a lot of life with the week break coming up on Saturday night with a big 5-2 win against Philadelphia, who – who I thought was Swayman's worst game of his career earlier on in the season. You came in, you really beat them up. And again, you're getting goals. Now you got, you got goals from three lines and then, and then forward had two. So, I mean, it is promising there too. So let's just chalk it up. And hopefully it's a back-to-back. It seemed like a throwaway game. You've seen it, you know, NBA on a getaway game. And again, back-to-back in hockey is a lot different than a lot of other sports with how much you're fucking beating yourself up, but Bruins still have holes. I mean, they're, they're, they're on the cups of a playoff team right now i mean but if swayman can take off and be and be that young cheap goalie and you you know you, I'll just you say get this uh, to one well, the last piece on the goalie stuff is they got tuka rask practicing at warrior ice they've left the door open to re-sign them at a minimum deal which i think they will if that was the plan all along then why not keep vladar and swayman here as two i know they didn't want two young goalies and i, I get that. you're gonna lose teams- vladar either way because honestly because you couldn't send him to providence you'd have to clear waivers that was the big reason you moved him and i understand you want to get a because a of the expansion leader. draft you think no they kept him on they they held him for protected expansion him. they protected well, why don't him you think that they could have kept him because they could have he kept them both on the bruins roster yeah, but you again, can't send him down to Providence. So if you brought up Tuka Rask, you would have lost someone through. Because you're not gonna, you, you're well, gonna then you again, trade him the, then. But my point is, look, I if if they they have that much foresight and you have two young goalies and both are showing up and you get more than a third round pick anyway later on in the season with a team that's maybe challenging and needs goalie help, that they fucked up. A five million dollar backup goalie who sucks is not the move when you had two young. Uh, goalies that you were investing in and aspiring in and Swayman looked like the guy even after six starts and Vlader looked like a dead fish in the bubble playoffs, but he had promise and he, now he's got whatever four fucking shutouts. So clearly he was pretty good. I just, let, let's just call it what it is. They fucked up this goalie situation and they're running out of fuck ups as a team, as a, as a management fired on Sweeney point, fired on Sweeney. That's why last I point in this full circle. Fired on Sweeney. There you go. Uh, last point in this Raymond. Uh, Bruins coach Bruce Cassidy is blaming, not blaming, but telling us that oh, the schedule is an issue. It is a lot of turnover on this team. They signed a lot of guys. They brought in a lot of guys at the deadline. Do you give that any credence? And I'll give you just a quote here from uh, Bruce Cassidy. I think we have an identity, but we're still working on it uh, to be the team every single night. Cassidy said some of that is turnover. Don't forget. We brought in three guys at the deadline last year that you're just putting in the lineup and let's go get ready for the playoffs. Now we're doing a little more teaching. So um, hockey's a big chemistry sport. Do you give that, you give a little bit of leeway there for the Bruins only playing like a third of the amount of games other guys have and having a lot of new guys. No, I totally agree. And I'll bring it back to a football point because the Patriots looked like shit, looked like a dead team walking beginning of the season. They needed chemistry. They had a bunch of new guys. They needed to know their roles and figure out and gel and have the chemistry. That's what the Bruins need to do. And they have the most fucked up schedule I've ever seen in any pro sports because this is, they just play weekends pretty much right now. This is the first time they played a Wednesday game and, I think all year. Yeah, they have the, the least amount of games in the NHL right now. Yeah, it's just fucking yeah. crazy. So yeah, obviously you're gonna have a chemistry issue. Let's <clears> see what happens come uh, after the new year. You know, see what ha- we'll see what they look like then. 
Yeah, they are only two points behind uh, the wildcard spot with three games in hand. So, uh, well, it's just a little bit frustrating to see from the goalie position. And, okay, but we'll see how they do. Uh, before we close it up, right? I know MLS playoffs start. Do you have uh, are starting? Do you have anything to say? They are started. This? Okay, right. uh, this has been the Simplified Sports Show. Fat Tuesday edition. Wait, November they started? 23rd. Happy we Thanksgiving, Greg. New York FC next week. Next this week. is why no one gives a shit about soccer. You don't even know when they start. Bye. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Patriots, 28. Uh, Titans, 13. <laughs> gone full full swing on the Patriots. I was thinking 28-14, but 21-17 Patriots. So you were thinking 28-13 or 28-14, which is a two-touchdown game, and now you're just going to a four-point <clears throat> game. No, 24-17, because they're going to cover the spread. Five and a half. Let's see what you did there. Um... I'm going to go uh, 30, 30 to 17 Patriots. <laughs> Dude, Ryan That's Tannehill. So... You know, that was Tannehill's first four interception game of his career. I think he's had like 121 starts. I didn't think that, that, that boggled my mind for how shitty of a quarterback he's been for his whole entire career, except for the last two years, like four interceptions, I thought would have been a given for him, but no, it was his first game. And I think it all came in the last four drives. What an idiot. He sucks. Can I give you a reason why I think it's going to be that high scoring? Belichick is out for blood. And the last time Vrabel played him, he embarrassed him. Not only that, wasn't it? Was that last year, right? Remember they, they played ago. We played that trick on not the trick, but like he he played the rule at the clock penalties to burn the clock. A very Belichick thing to do, and you know that chaps Bill's ass. So Kept declining him. Even if this game is, you know, four minutes left in the pitcher or up twenty-four to seventeen, like thirteen, they're gonna go for blood. They're gonna go all the way. Mac Jones will not sit in this game. They will score and score and score and score as much as they possibly can. And if you put that ball in Ryan Tannehill's hands to come back, watch out. Watch Good out, luck. J.C. Jackson. And Good with luck. AJ Brown with the, all the, with the, we just saw no it. They lost to the fucking Texans. And he's he was so good that, and he cannot stay healthy. The, AJ the Brown. team's coming back. This is not the type of scenario that a good team comes back and plays better because they lost it. That was, you lost to the worst team in the conference, basically. And you're broken physically. And you're going into New England against a guy that wants to burn you to the ground. I don't look that. I don't look at that as a bounce back game for the Titans. I think they're walking into a bear trap. And I told you, I, I, th- for them. I think they're beating the. I think they're beating the Titans. I think they're going to beat the Colts. And I thought two and two, realistically, because I thought the Bills are going to sweep you. But just the way the Bills are playing, they've lost what three out of five, if I'm not mistaken. And three and one, realistically, dude, let's go. Re- not even that. I mean, the way you think it's going to it, be a sweep. I don't want to sound like a homer, but the way the Patriots are playing compared to the rest of the AFC East and these other two teams, the only team that really scares me right now based off this past weekend would be the Colts. But you're, you're a one-trick pony in Taylor, and I think if you could find a way to shut down Taylor, I know it's a tall feat, but you have been stopping the run. You can – the path is there. The path is there to win out. You know who they're going to lose to? Yeah. I can guarantee My, you. Miami. Miami. Uh, I was going to say Jacksonville. I bet but, you they lose to fucking Miami. But tell me the path isn't there to win out. It's there. Oh, I think there. Um, I think the Bills, as much as they've struggled offensively, defensively. Are they still, still scare me. They're still but not as much team. as the Colts, just because of Taylor. I mean, Diggs can get loose on you, and you know you can give up something there. But uh, I think Bills had Josh Allen's number. Um, I don't think that Josh Allen is great against zone, which the Patriots have been playing great lately. Not to mention... Matthew fucking Judon might be the defensive player of the sea of the year. So Buffalo can't run that. the ball. This Buffalo can't run the ball. The same to save their life either. Like no one Zach Moss. No you, one. you look at the running teams. No, I mean, Jacksonville. No, they have Robinson Gasecki or uh, whatever his name is. This get this Gaskins miles Gaskins, I think is the running back in Miami. And then again, Gisecki Taylor and Gaskins. Nice job, Bill. Really I got him. I got him both. Right. Gaseki Gaseki's the tight end. Yeah, that's what, what I you were saying. That's what I call Thursday. No, 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 but get, no, no, get sucky. Get sucky. Yeah, get sucking. Uh, 
Yeah, no, it'll be. Uh, I just don't. That's what I call dessert on Thanksgiving. <laughs> gobble gobble. I did this thing against the Titans. Like you just pack the box and make Ryan Till beat you. Ryan Tannehill beat you. And what playmakers do they have that can? You don't even need to pack the secondary. box. Who they got for? Who they got for running backs? Adrian, the corpse of Adrian Peterson and Dante Foreman. Yeah. Who's that McKinnon? McKinnon's? He he was out this week. Johnny McKinnon's McNichols. McNichols. Mix. There's a couple of mix. Can't hear you, Richard. It's like, <laughs> yeah, good one. I like it. Couldn't tell Bill was waiting to fall for it. Walked you into that little trap. Well, I am the dumb one of the group. How those lunch beers, Bill? Falling out your eyes great. Yet? <laughs> no, no, not yet. <laughs> now I'm having uh, dinner beers. The queen does eat at 5 p.m. No, queen eats at fucking nine. Well, if you can, if you're out early enough, you get the early bird special. Yeah, follow my joke, fuck. Here, Ray. Sorry, Jesus. Even I knew where even I knew where he was going. Did you get a haircut, Richard? Yeah, looks great. Thanks. You're welcome. Nice, I'm Rich. not totally preparing for my February cut because I still believe uh, Queen Bill is at the bottom of that. Oh, let's go, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, Brady. He needs a big <sighs> buck win. I mean, even that, what, it'll bring him a game back? Not worried. No. Not three, even. right? I'll gain three on you, something like that, right? If Tampa Bay wins tonight, <sighs> yes, he would. Damn it. Go on, Tampa. By know. 11. What's the spread? 11, 12? 11. Did you see the games I put on this week? Yes, Bill. We did. Week 12, worst games of the week. <laughs> Those are some <laughs> shitty fucking teams. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs>